Hey there, thanks for showing up and joining us on Powerful Journeys Outdoors in Nature. Today we have a special guest um, who I'm really excited to meet and she's a little bit nervous. She's been giggling a lot since saying unique New York, which is half the fun of her bubbly personality. I'd love you guys to meet Gemma. Hi Gemma. Hi everybody. Come closer Gemma. <laughs> so Gemma, um, as you would have seen, because I think you're our most avid listener to the podcast <laughs> so far, um, I would love you to introduce your body and your soul. So your body being your age um, and what stage of life that you're at and your soul as being something that lights you up. Okay, so my body, I am 32 years old um, and the stage of life that I think that I'm at is uh, the stage where I just do what makes me feel happy and I don't really care as much anymore about what other people would (laughs) think or I don't keep the people in my life who don't align with my values, that's all been what clean and <laughs> clean slate clean here come slate. the 30s that's right only people who align with me will will I spend time with yeah um and then my soul uh so what lights me up is the ocean anything mm. in and around the ocean being on it in it under it all everything about the ocean that's so you're a water baby up. I'm a water baby She's such a water baby <laughs> through and, through. and what is your spirit animal my spirit, oh, the turtle. The turtle. My spirit. Water. Yeah. You just love the water. That's right. Um, awesome. Thank you. Um, I would love to know, and I'm sure you've given it lots of thought, <laughs> just what is, because I know you've had a lot of amazing adventures as well, what is the one of the most powerful journeys that you've had, had outdoors in nature? Yeah, you're right. I was thinking about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, the one that I wanted to choose was in Canada um, and it was a whitewater whitewater paddling trip whitewater canoeing trip um, with two of my best friends and we were paddling down the Madawaska River um, and it was a five-day journey and yeah it was just really it was a really great experience and something that definitely sticks in my mind as one of the most memorable and powerful experiences that I've had in nature yeah Yeah. so tell me about it so there were three of you in total yeah and I mean did any of you guys have skills do you do this usually in Australia like great question (laughs) um there was one of us that had skills and whitewater knowledge um the and that was not me the myself and the other girl um we had paddled briefly before on whitewater but we'd done lots of flat water canoeing so we basically relied on the guidebook that we had purchased um, and then the skills of our one friend to guide us safely down this river. So you've got a textbook that's like twelve ninety nine from any retailer <laughs> exactly. and then you've got one person who you believe knows what she's doing. Has the, has the hard skills to, okay. to get us through. But not rapid. the soft ones? Well, <laughs> that's what you guys were for, that's right? That's what we were there for. Um, yeah, and we all were in one canoe together, which in hindsight was a really probably an unsafe, terrible choice. Okay, but, why? Well, I mean, if something went wrong or we had to wrap the boat around a rock... There's no plan there's B. no plan B to get <laughs> sure. out of there. Sure. But that was something that we realised along the way. And we also... There was a lot of moments of wondering if we were where we were thought we were in the guidebook, mm. you know, like, oh, yeah, I think this rapid's coming up, but is that the one that we have to portage around? Yeah. Or can we actually paddle this one? Or did we just paddle the one that we were supposed to portage around? <laughs> 
So it's like you had this element of naivety, but also kind of served you as like it was playful and it was almost better that you didn't know because in hindsight you would have made different choices. Yeah, I, I think it's an element of, I want to say adventure seeking yeah. rather than naivety. Okay. Because that feels more positive to me. <laughs> That's more justifiable to go to your mum. <laughs> mum, we're just adventure seeking. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't think that we made like, it wasn't, we thought, we thought about the choice. It wasn't a quick decision. We thought that we, you know. We're, we're covering our bases well enough. Yes, there was room to make it safer, mm. but we felt like it was a good it was a good choice. How did you even hear about it? How did you, I mean, yeah, from growing up in Brisbane, how did you end up on the Madawaska River in Canada yeah. with two people and with three brains who kind of could yeah. put together what you're doing? Yeah, great, great question. Um, Thanks, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> well, because people don't know the story. So basically I was over in Canada um, doing the working holiday visa that mm. most that every Australians, Australians do. <laughs> yeah. um, and we were on in um, Alberta, in mm. Jasper. Um, and we'd been working there for the summer. And then we thought we would like to have a different type of adventure. And one of the girls on the trip had been working over in Ontario um, as a flatwater guide. And she'd heard about this Madawaska River. Mm. So then we... Yeah, read a bit more about it, asked a few more people, and then bought flights over to that mm. side of the country. And how far between like inception and you reckon when you were on the water paddling? Oh, a matter of weeks. I okay. Would say. Yeah. It okay. Was pretty. It was a pretty quick decision. Um, as soon as you hear stories from people about it, then that made that was exciting enough for us to yeah actually decide that it was a good idea and let's do it. So yeah, it was pretty quick. How did you even like? So you have a rough guy. How did you like get there? I mean, I presume it's in the middle of nowhere as with yeah, most river adventures. Like, how yeah. did you get there? Where did you stay? What True. did you eat? <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> what we did was we found a guy who rented canoes on mm-hmm. the river. What type of canoes? Are they like old school wooden? Um, yeah, so in Canada they have um, a section in the boat where you can portage it so you can flip it onto the top of your head mm-hmm. and carry it. Um and so it was a boat that had one of those in it and, okay. it could, and it had the two seats, but then we basically put all our camping gear in the middle. So that created our third seat. Okay. <laughs> sure, sure. So we found this guy, we must've flown into Toronto, hired a car and then yeah, drove to this guy's house and got there probably in the late afternoon. Mm. He was just like your typical old Canadian guy who has a passion for the river and just wants to enable other people to be able yeah. to get out there and paddle. So he was super friendly and he said that we could camp in his backyard okay. for the night and then we, and then he would shuttle us to the river in the morning. Um, so being the good decision maker that I am, <laughs> yeah. I hadn't actually, I trusted my friend. Yeah. Being, no, being the person who trusts some trusts other people, I trusted my friend that she would provide me with the sleeping mat that she said oh, would she be good would. For, for the trip. Yeah. Okay. So this first night when we're camping in his backyard, um, yeah, I've gone to sleep on essentially a blow up lilo yeah. as my sleeping mat, and I probably got a couple of hours into sleep and realised that I was 
on the ground and yeah. it was really cold and the lilo had deflated uh-huh. and that was then to be my sleeping mat for the entire trip so i'm imagining like a fluorescent pink like lilo that you got from like kmart that's like five dollars and you put it on the pool when you're drinking your pina colada was it something like that it was um bright orange okay. so <laughs> yeah. pretty close and i think it was probably from walmart so it's okay the same thing same same yeah um yeah, so that was our first night, and then he shuttled us to the river the next day. And I don't... It didn't feel like he was saying, good luck, I hope I set you at the end, but it just had that kind of air to it <laughs> of, like, see you when you finish. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was that was pretty fun, but we all had a lot of giggles then because once we got to the river, we took a lot of photos of ourselves and had a, had a good time being yeah. like, look at this adventure that we're doing, this is going to be great. Uh, but also at the same time, we were freaking out a little bit. Of yeah. What have we gotten ourselves into? And madly reading the guidebook of what that first day would entail and yeah. what rapids we were actually going into. Um, yeah. What what grade rapids are they? Uh, I think they were two and three. Okay. There wasn't anything too hectic. Like no dead set waterfalls. There was. Yeah, there was some that not not waterfalls, but there was definitely some that were probably grade. Five, I guess that you had to portage around. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you're heading down the river. There's three of you in a boat that's kind mm. of more designed for two, and all of your gear. Mm. And so when you come up to a rapid, because you're like checking your book, <laughs> you know, endlessly, but you get there, uh, like all when you run the rapid, are mm. all three of you in the boat? <laughs> like is one at the front, like a mermaid? Like how are you doing that? Majority of the time, we ran the rapids with all three of us in the boat okay there was some rapids that were really fun so we would station one person with the with the camera okay. to video the other two going okay. down the rapid um and then like ferry glide across and make your way back up the rapid and do it again with the other oh cool so we'd rotate around so everyone got a turn okay but most of the rapids yeah we did just do it with three of us in there and the middle person wasn't paddling okay yeah was there any point that you were like we're out of our depth no, not at all. Okay. No. Um, there was one rapid, I forgot about this, there was one <laughs> rapid that we got to, and in the book it's, there was lots of warnings about this one, and we got there, and there was a boat that was wrapped around a rock, oh. and it was completely submerged underwater. Oh. Yeah, and so you could see that the water was just like billowing off the top of yeah. this boat, and that I think that was the moment when it really occurred to us that like, huh, we're only in one boat. if that was to be us sure yeah um so there was definitely some rapids that we were we took a lot of time to make sure we were doing it right so you just get out you'd scout it and then you'd run it yeah Yeah, okay yeah um and then there was some other ones that we assessed as we were coming up to it yeah you know one person at the back standing up and having a look and yeah okay we're good let's take this line and off we went. I have excitement in my body yeah. even as you talk about it. I'm just like, oh, that's yeah. so fun. Yeah. Um, and how, where did you pick where you slept at night? Like, mm. was there... So in just, Canada, it's The amazing. bears are over there, so you're like, so okay, maybe side. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, in Canada, um, their national park rules are a bit different and people are allowed to, like, build campsite areas but out of like rocks and fallen trees and oh, fallen cool. logs and stuff oh canada so, i know so great it's amazing. <laughs> so they yeah like all of the campsites that you could choose between all of them were going to be incredible choices so basically yeah the the guidebook would recommend 
a certain amount of rapids for each day. Mm. So we sort of stuck to that um, and managed to hit each of those points each day, which mm. was lucky. Um, yeah, and I think for me, some of the campsites we stayed at were some of the most memorable parts mm. of the of the journey. Mm. I remember this one morning. So there was... Um, Oh, I've just thought of two other stories. <laughs> so many stories. <laughs> there was this one campsite where it had like a pontoon just out on the furthest rock. So it was basically like you were sitting out on the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and my friend were sitting out there having our morning cup of coffee. Mm. Um, and as we were sitting there, these uh, otters floated past yeah and you know how they float on their back and they hold their hands yeah. together so there's like three of them all floating past together minding their own business they having a great time hands. yeah but then they saw us sitting on this pontoon and they like looked at us and so mad and they're like so funny and we were just like hey buddy how you going have a good day yeah yeah wow so like that i can remember sitting on that pontoon like Clear as day, like mm. it was yesterday. Yeah, that was incredible. And then there was this other campsite that we stayed at where there was little mini rapids just at the campsite. And so what we did, we put our life jackets on upside down so they were like pants. Or like a giant nappy. <laughs> like a giant nappy. Yeah. <laughs> and we did a nappy run. And basically you float down the rapids, but because um, you're not in a boat, you're going to hit your bum on the rock. So that's why you wear your jacket oh. on, your, on your bum. So then you can... <laughs> Was the water not cold? It was. No, I don't remember it being being crazy cold. It was. It was towards the end of summer. Yeah. Okay. And when you were there, did you see anyone else? We did see some people on one of the middle days. It was a group. So there's some university groups that use that river Mm. to train on. Oh, that's Um, cool. So we did see a group very briefly at like lunchtime or something, and that was it. Yeah. The rest of the time it was just us out there. Yeah. Which was so incredible. Yeah. Like, you were, it didn't feel scary remote. Like, it felt yeah. beautiful remote. Yeah. yeah. On that, because I know you're quite safety conscious, what were your emergency <laughs> devices? <laughs> don't tell my mother, but I don't know if we... Had I any. guess we would just have just yelled had really loud. phones and hoped that Sent they... a message with the otter downstream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I suppose the guy was expecting us to finish on a particular day. Okay. So if we weren't there, sure, he would call our mothers. He'd wait a couple <laughs> of days, and yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. No, I love that though, isn't it? And like, it's yeah. all fine, and you're okay. Yeah. Um, and did you get to see any other like wildlife? Um, no, the otters was the the most memorable one. There wasn't. We didn't encounter any bears or anything like that mm. on that journey. Thank goodness. Um, yeah. Not heaps. It was really, really quiet out there. Yeah. So nice. Oh, yeah. I just want to be there now. Yeah, it was really beautiful. <laughs> just like daydreaming. Yeah. Just like having fires at night and getting to do, you know, when you spend a lot of time in nature and you just get to do all those things like building little sculptures out of sticks or <laughs> mm. building a new bench for the next group to mm. be able to use when they come into camp or constructing like a little table so that you can top up your dinner ingredients on that mm. and yeah like all of those things that you just don't do at home but when you're yeah. out in nature then you start going oh 
Yeah, it so reminded me of like what Chris was saying on yeah. his podcast of like your brain just starts wanting to be creative and wanting to contribute and mm-hmm. and the, but then you're just using the natural resources and you're just having yeah. fun with it and it's like I guess you're a kid again, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and so with I mean, how did it all go? Like it all it all went. You just spent the five days and then mm. he met you down the bottom and yeah, it went. It was amazing. Like. Some of the rappers were probably some of the funnest rappers mm. I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Where there was this one where there was a big rock in the middle of it. And so obviously the aim was to go around the rock. Yep. <laughs> but we were filming ourselves during this one. And so potentially a little bit distracted. Yeah. And we ended up going right up on top of the rock and doing a, like a 180 turn. Yeah. Coming off the rock and then paddling down backwards. And it was just brilliant like yeah it's all captured on film and so okay. we can see how much fun we were having and it's so nice to be able to look back at that and remember what a positive and wonderful time it was yeah um but yeah all in all like it was just scary enough but mm-hmm. within our realm of this is still the, the it's our adventure zone you know it wasn't it yeah. wasn't ever panic zone you're still in that element of the unknown. It's, it's like a new exactly. river in a new place, but yeah. you had enough skills between you and trust mm. in the other people, I guess. Exactly, yeah. And it really reminded me um, of some of the stuff that I'd learnt about Canadian history of the people that were doing all the um, the logging and transporting the logs down mm. the river. Like, guys used to tie all of these big trees that they've um, felled down tie them all together and they would stand on that and paddle that down the river. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. And so like us thinking, oh, we've only got one boat, like it's yeah. going to be all right. But knowing that people did this like years ago, yeah, it's totally achievable. Yeah. And it just makes you, there's so many times where you just feel so competent. Yeah. Like we're three girls in a boat and we are doing Rowia. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like, oh, we have to portage this around the, around the rapid. Okay. Yeah. Let's flip that boat over and we're going to carry it on our shoulders. Yeah. And I remember carrying the boat on the shoulder, on my shoulders by myself yeah. and the other girls were moving our barrels around. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> it's like, I would high five myself right now if I didn't have a canoe on my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like having, having women all there together just being super powerful and confident Mm. there's something very special about that Mm, totally yeah it's really wonderful um so like at the end like and you guys had that shared experiences did you then all go your own ways Mm. kind of thing uh one one of the girls yeah she went back home to australia and then me and the other girl were together for a little bit in canada and then I think she went off on a different adventure yeah. as well. Yeah. So with like that experience that you'd had and like mm. you were saying, that sense of like accomplishment and that power within yourself and mm. that, how did, did that shift you at all? Like, and continuing with your travels in Canada, or was there a different perspective you got or? It definitely shook up the like safety conscious side of me to, I guess, prompt me to like, push my limits a little bit more and know that even if something is in that adventure zone and it feels that you've got the butterflies in your tummy and everything, that mm. that's still good mm. and keep pushing and keep, and the experiences that you get from pushing yourself in that adventure zone mm. are very powerful and important experiences. Mm. Yeah. How would you have viewed yourself before that around that kind of uncomfortable adventure zone? 
Um, like it's one of those things that I've always known that it's good to do. Yeah. <laughs> but until you have the embodied experience, it's hard to push through the barrier. Okay. Yeah. So it's like your mind always knew that it would be good for you to stretch yourself, yeah. but your body was just like, but that's scary. Exactly. Like, are you sure that we want to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But once, yeah, I feel like having, having this experience and having other experiences like this now, you know, like it just opens up this whole world of opportunity for you to have bigger and better adventures yeah. throughout life, really. Yeah. And so I would love to know, out of all of the things you've had in today, why did you pick this story to share? Like, why is it the one that surfaced of, like, the most powerful journey that you've had in nature? It's one that we still talk about yeah. and we still laugh about, about, um, you know, how amazing it was and how beautiful the area that we were in mm. and how um, it definitely bonded us as a group mm. um so yeah i guess when i was thinking about which one to pick because obviously you and i have had a few mm. together so i was thinking okay well what are ones outside of ones that we've done together that have been really impactful and important in my life mm. yeah and this one the great madawaska journey <laughs> arose in my mind yeah is that when you had got the mug that you love that has madawaska river on it Yes. Okay, that's the that's, that's, that's a really good mug. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. I, feel, I feel like the quality of that mug yeah. like sums up the exactly. quality of the trip we must have. You yeah. know, I had those funny souvenirs. Yeah, yeah. It's the memories of, of embedded in that. Okay. Yeah. So it was just the shared experience, the way it bonded the three of you, mm. the kind of untapped nature that you went into, like the, ser- yeah. the sereneness? No, the... Serenity. Just the, the, yeah, but not like, ah, yeah. oh, how's the serenity? But like, <laughs> I guess just the un- the, will- the wildness about it, maybe? Yeah. yeah. And the difference in the wildness of Canada compared to Australia. Mm. Like that, to me, spending that time in the wilderness in Canada is so special because it's such a... It's so beautiful. Mm. It's such a great place to get out and adventure in. And it's so well supported. Well, from my perspective, it seems really well supported mm. in Canada. Um, yeah, they really so, embrace the outdoors yeah. out there, don't they? They're yeah. just like, yeah, of course you're going out hiking overnight. Where yeah. in Australia, it's still a bit of a novelty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's so many places that have beautiful national parks in Australia, but they're not always able to be camped in Mm. you know you can have day visits but Mm. yeah okay cool Mm. um and then i would love to know that if you were so that experience as a whole if you were to write a thank you letter to it Mm. what would it say i think that i would thank um i would thank the river for flowing Mm. so well for us to be able to paddle it um and then I would, I would, it's almost like whoever the gods of the river are. <laughs> the river gods? The river gods, <laughs> yeah. you know, like if you imagine that they've got these big hands and that's the flowing river mm. and it's like those hands have helped carry us down the river throughout mm-hmm. the journey and to the campsites at night time and then held us around the fire and, um, yeah, it's like thanking those gods of the river for providing such an incredible journey and opportunity for that journey. Mm. 
Yeah. And I'd just like yeah. to thank the river for being its authentic self <laughs> yeah. as well, you know? Just for keeping it real, for yeah. being who it be. That's right. Yeah. For connecting with me. <laughs> for being in me. Because you drank the river. Because we drank the river, yeah. You drank it, you yeah. floated on it. Someone else was talking about this in their podcast. About oh. like how you become the river. Yeah. And that's what it's like. I'm, I'm swimming in it. Mm. I'm drinking it. I'm paddling it. Mm-hmm. I am the river. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're such a water baby, right? You're like, it's just, you've become so connected. Yeah. 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 So you, but they're almost like that gratitude that you have of like, thank you for supporting me and being there for me and guiding me through that experience. Like Mm. the water, like it's almost though, like it's an element of trust, like that you had to give, you know, like it's like, yeah, it's almost like a trust and surrender. Like Mm. you trusted and surrendered to the experience. And when you Mm. did that, it's that you were just gifted with these beautiful experiences well and that's exactly right like with with the whole you know we're in one boat and did we have safety devices and all of these types of things that's exactly what it is it's trusting that we believed it was a good choice and that Mm. it was going to turn out fine Mm. you know and i think that that is then the energy that you're putting out there and so whatever Mm. the saying is about you attract what what you put out Mm. there that's what, you know, we made it through. And yeah. It's all good. And then you have these great stories. I have a flip question for you, though. <laughs> okay. If you found out that your daughter was going out of <laughs> the Madawaska River with three people in one bite and no emergency comms, <laughs> what would you say? I'd probably, like, secretly put, like, a um, tracking, tracking device, device. <laughs> just in their bag and be like, they don't need to know about it. It's all good. Yeah. Have a great time, girls. Yes. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. Because it's not funny with like that. It's mm. like, you know, it's, it's okay when it's you, but to think of it being someone else, it's mm. like there's an extra level of trust. And like, totally. I guess you have to trust that, you know, if they trust and surrender into the river, it will guide them just like mm. it's like guided you. But that's like Scary. next level. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is for Mama Gemma. <laughs> Thank you for all the love and respect and surrender you gave to Gemma. Well, maybe I told my mum afterwards. I don't know. Or maybe it's for future Gemma. Yeah. It's such a balancing act. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, as for the first time in this podcast, um, <laughs> I've pulled, I really love uh, Oracle cards. I like playing with them and just tuning into them. So they're often little cards that have pictures on them and can have meanings and you can kind of pick one a day. And anyway, it's just a fun way that I connect with nature or to whomever the universe out there. And Gemma picked out a card beforehand. And do you want to flip it over? I just want to see if it sums things up. These are from the, the native spirit cards. Oh, what did you get? Oh, cool. So I got Walking in Beauty. But the super cool thing about it is that the picture on it is delicate art, which is in um, Utah, and I just recently went there. Oh, how interesting is that? That's and that, so and fun. That, like, at, that's another wonderful experience that I had in nature as well, going to delicate art. Oh, I love that. And even in the book, it's like radiant beauty surrounds you. You're beautiful inside and out. No matter what your age, your grace is growing being in balance it's so mm. nice as you walk in beauty and feel gratitude for it your life will be filled with immense splendor i feel like it was just summing up yeah. so much of like what That's you awesome. just had Boom <laughs> <laughs> i guess and how do you how do you then like i kind of asked before like integrate or even this card like what mm. does it how does it remind you to look at the world um how does it 
I think just looking at the world as like opportunities for fun and adventure. I mean, in my life, I'm always looking for opportunities for fun. People that know me know that. Um, But saying yes to these opportunities and coming at it from a place of love and not fear. Yeah. And a place of what joy and adventurous experience could this bring me. Yeah. I think is super important. And that's how you end up having these amazing experiences yeah. by coming at it from that perspective. Totally. I remember hearing once someone say that you will always have a relationship with fear. Like mm. you just always will. But I loved what you were saying was like, you know, I can still feel those butterflies, but know when it's different mm. to like a, oh shit, you should get out of here or, mm. the, or the rapid's too high. Or, you know, like there's that gut instinct that's like survival, boom. But there's yeah. also that like one that's like, I'm trying something new, so I understand that fear is here, but I, I think we can lean into it mm. a little bit more, which is yeah. really nice. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so fun. And so, like you were saying, you're always looking out for new adventures then. What is your... You went to America... You've been to the Arch. Delicate Arch. Delicate yes. Arch not so long ago. What is your next ago. adventure? Great question, Tegan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. My next adventure. I am lucky enough to be travelling to... Antarctica. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so super grateful shout out to my friend Amanda Dalsgaard, who she's working on a boat in Antarctica and it's actually been a year in the making. She got the job and um, yeah, I've been following her journey and it just looks incredible down there. Mm. So I said to her, oh, hey, can you get us some oh, hey, mates? Bro. Hey, bro, can you get us some mates rates? And yeah, a year later, it's happening. Yeah. And we've managed to get this really wonderful deal to go to Antarctica for a 10 day boat journey. Yeah. Um, and you get to hop off and do. Lick um, the ice. Lick the ice, <laughs> high five a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> All the top things. All of the top things to do in Antarctica. Um, yeah, so that's my next adventure. You seem really excited I'm by so it. Excited. Like, so what is it that excites you so much about it? Because it's Antarctica. It's yeah. like that just feels like somewhere that you don't go to Antarctica. You don't accidentally like, just end up in end Antarctica. Up, and like book it maybe two months before you're actually leaving. Like that's wild. Yeah. So to me, it's really important to be going because obviously with climate change happening and the fact that the earth is being so affected, you know, you say... You say about so many places like, oh, it'll always be there. Mm. Antarctica won't always be there, you know, mm. like it is somewhere that is going away mm. and the penguins are feeling really hot. Yeah. So we, are, yeah, I'm so excited to be going there and seeing it while it's still in existence. Yeah. It's like a bittersweet kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And my last little question, I asked Chris this and I'd like to know what yeah. you think. Do you think we are nature? Do I think we are nature? My gut says yes. Okay. But your head says no? No, no, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> Which is okay. Yeah. No, my gut says yes, but I don't know how to articulate that. I feel like we're nature because we're... Like... If you think about how affected you get around the moon mm. or around what the planets are doing, mm-hmm. there's no... Or even, like, the heat of the sun. The you know how, like, yeah. when it gets really hot and everyone's like, ha ah. Do I know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me about it. 
I don't cope very well. Gemma's a bit of a gin. So when the heat goes up, she's just like, I imagine like a cartoon with like the steam coming out of its head. Yeah, exactly. But I think, like, what I was thinking is that, you know, there's so much water in our body. And mm. if you look at how much the ocean is affected by the moon, like, why mm. wouldn't we get affected mm-hmm. by that? So, yeah, I think we're certainly very deeply connected okay. with nature. And that's why when we get into nature. So deeply connected with nature? Or do you think we are nature? Mm. Asking the big questions. The big you ones. Know, powerful Jenny's outdoors <laughs> in nature. That's really tricky. Yeah. No, that that's an answer in itself. Yeah, because I think that's a really large question. Yeah, I just put you on the spot. You really did. That's okay. Um, I'm more inclined to say that we're connected. Okay. But I don't know for sure. Yeah. I'd love to hear the viewers' opinions. <laughs> <laughs> They're just right in. Uh, we've got a caller on right now. <laughs> Okay, um, so your gut instinct was like, uh, yes, there's a powerful connection yeah. between us and nature, but there's like, I'm not sure if we aren't, there still seems to be a little bit of detachment from like a, a well, tree in us. Yeah. Like, you know I how know connected that, we I mean, are. Yeah, and I know that like all of the trees are connected and can communicate to each other and there's like this amazing like fungus network that runs. Which I've only really just Instagram. learned about know, though. Yeah. Also, I've just discovered that Mama Kin wrote a song about it. Oh. So that's pretty cool. Can recommend listening to that. What's it called? I don't know. Okay. Sorry. I heard her live and she was talking. She told the story before she played okay. this one. Um, uh, yeah, so I know that like that um, nature has these elements that could be related to like what our brain gives for us, you know, like this, mm. they can pass messages to each other just as we can use our brains to pass messages to each other as mm. well as humans. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Cause it's like mm. just where you are at this point in time. That's, that's the information that you have, but there's yeah. like, there's a, re- a really strong feeling, but your brain doesn't quite understand, yeah. you know, but yeah. Yeah. I think also that's why when we go into nature, it's so beneficial for us because it's almost like this resetting and recalibrating of our mind, body, and soul. Mm. Um, and it wouldn't have us; it wouldn't have that effect on us if we weren't connected to it. Mm. Yeah. So there's definitely extra elements that are playing out there and that's a whole study i know i want to ask so many more questions (laughs) but maybe that's another podcast um yeah thank you so much Gemma, for sharing your epic madawaska journey sounds like ayahuasca journey but the madawaska (laughs) journey uh and sharing like how it's kind of changed you and how you still encourage yourself to do those adventures outside because it's that feeling you love and you know that there's growth in that and so much fun and enjoyment and that's like Right. doesn't always have to be so it's serious, does about. it? Yeah, you can have some fun. Yeah. Well, thank you. And remember, if you'd like to be inspired to have any other kind of journeys outdoors in nature, you can always pop over to our website, which is journeyoutdoorsinnature.com.au, or you could pop onto our Instagram or our Facebook and share some of your own fun adventures. But until then, remember, we're all in this together, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Go to the jungle
Welcome to Powerful Journeys Outdoors in Nature, where we come together as a tribe and sit around the fire and share stories, powerful stories that happened for us and to us. And the, the integration we take from those journeys, the excitement we felt, the fear we felt and the wisdom that we come away with that we want to share with our other tribe members and to be seen in that story and to be heard and to feel connected because, you know, we're all in this together. So enjoy the story from one of the people who have powerfully journeyed outdoors in nature.